she laid her ear first to one of the doors to hearken if it was there, then to another. When she laid her ear against the third door, there could be no doubt where it came from. It must be from something in that room. What could it be? She was rather afraid, but her curiosity was stronger than her fear, and she opened the door very gently and peeped in. What do you think she saw? A very old lady who sat spinning. Perhaps you will wonder how the princess could tell that the old lady was an old lady, when I inform you that not only was she beautiful, but her skin was smooth and white. I will tell you more. Her hair was combed back from her forehead and face, and hung loose far down and all over her back. That is not much like an old lady, is it? Ah, but it was white, almost as snow. And although her face was so smooth, her eyes looked so wise that you could not have helped seeing that she must be old. The princess, though she could not have told you why, did think her very old indeed. Quite fifty, she said to herself, but she was rather older than that, as you shall hear. While the princess stared bewildered, with her head just inside the door, the old lady lifted hers and said, in a sweet but old and rather shaky voice, which mingled very pleasantly with the continued hum of her wheel, Come in, my dear, come in. I'm glad to see you. That the princess was a real princess you might see now quite plainly for she didn't hang on to the handle of the door and stare without moving, as I have known some do who ought to have been princesses, but were only rather vulgar little girls. She did as she was told, stepped inside the door at once, and shut it gently behind her. "'Come to me, my dear,' said the old lady. And again the princess did as she was told. She approached the old lady, rather slowly, I confess, but did not stop until she stood by her side and looked up in her face with her blue eyes and the two melted stars in them. Why, what have you been doing with your eyes, child? asked the old lady. Crying, answered the princess. Why, child? Because I couldn't find my way down again. But you could find your way up. Not at first, not for a long time. But your face is streaked like the back of a zebra. Hadn't you a handkerchief to wipe your eyes with? No. Then why didn't you come to me to wipe them for you? Please, I didn't know you were here. I will next time. There's a good child, said the old lady. Then she stopped her wheel and rose, and going out of the room, returned with a little silver basin and a soft white towel, with which she washed and wiped the bright little face, and the princess thought her hands were so smooth and nice. When she carried away the basin and towel, the little princess wondered to see how straight and tall she was, for although she was so old, she didn't stoop a bit. She was dressed in black velvet, with thick, white, heavy-looking lace about it, and on the black dress her hair shone like silver.
There was hardly any more furniture in the room than there might have been in that of the poorest old woman, who made her bread by her spinning. There was no carpet on the floor, no table anywhere, nothing but the spinning wheel and the chair beside it. When she came back, she sat down and without a word began her spinning once more, while Irene, who had never seen a spinning wheel, stood by her side and looked on. When the old lady had got her thread fairly going again, she said to the princess, but without looking at her, Do you know my name, child? No, I don't know it, answered the princess. My name is Irene. That's my name, cried the princess. I know that. I let you have mine. I haven't got your name. You've got mine.